put it on and my match my vibe. The way the low drop, she might think it's at the all right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 877-37-GRIND. All right, so wrapping up my conversation about my point with the comments that I heard on Pop and his thoughts of the season, um, and if you're just tuning in, um, the score and love it. Welcome. Don't forget, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com and you can download the first or listen live, I should say, to the first hour. But if you're just tuning in, uh, we talked about uh, pretty much starting with the NBA play in game tonight. I just said that, you know, I don't sit here personally, um, consider this playoffs. I'm old school. Playoffs don't start for me until it's one through eight and it's four out of seven or hell, even a three out of five. Uh, but this is a play, but the NBA is selling this to you that this is part of the playoffs. But we talked about uh, Atlanta at Miami. We also talked about the circulating rumors that Atlanta has made it known that Trey Young, they've got the green light to trade him. If offers come and if a good offer that they see fit, they're going to trade him. Um, I pretty much put it out that I think the organization leaked this out to whoever, whether it's Woe, Sham, or whoever, they leaked this out to them. And I think personally, it's an indictment on Trey in regards to his immaturity. Uh, you know, Jonas let it be known part of this whole report is saying that, hey, you know, at the time, most of the players in the locker room, they sided with Nate McMillan. And I said, you know, if that's the case, then the upper management dropped the ball as well in ownership because you had a time right then to stand up him to say, hey, you know, Nate's not going anywhere for the rest of the season. We don't know what the offseason entails, but he's your coach. So buy in. But they bowed down. And so, and it got, and it didn't get better. I mean, they had they brought Snyder in. They had an intern coach there for a little bit. Then they brought Snyder in. They made a commitment to him. He wanted to get in early, so he'll know exactly what his game plan in the off season, who needs to go, where he wants. Um, so, to me, it's just one of those that this is all about the leadership of Trey and them not wanting to invest a big supermax contract into a guy that they feel is probably not fit to be the face of their franchise. And a lot of it has to do with what I talked about, the success that these guys, when we talk about a Luke and we talk about a Trey that's a generational talent, especially Luke, I'm not yet to put Trey in generational talent yet. Luke is. But when we talk about these two individuals that both struggle on the defensive end, both teams are rated at the bottom defensively, and they either one of these guys make an effort on defense, at the end of the day, that's one of those things that's a trickle down of smelling your own piss, reading the clippings, hearing the taps in the back too much, and all the notoriety you get off the court and endorsements, brands. And I said back in the 90s and 80s, guys had to win before you got endorsements off the court, even before you accepted from the streets as being that superstar, that dude, we're going to buy that product. You had to be a winner first. It's changed a lot, and it's been a gradual slow change but it but well, i would say gradually it's happened kind of rapidly but it's been leaking and leaking and leaking and it's the biggest problem in the nba more than any other sport in my opinion uh also we started to go ahead and talk about the matchup tonight t wolves the lakers minnesota's coming in shorthanded you know it uh rudy gobert was sent home for the team and i think the one thing to point out with that this wasn't nba this wasn't adam silver okay this was minnesota who could have just find him and say, hey, you're going to be there against L.A., but we're going to find you. They told him to go away. So to me, and I'll say about probably 90% of people in that locker room probably are okay with that. 
and could probably care less if he comes back or not. Because at the end of the day, he's not there for his team. And they traded multiple first-round picks for this for this guy. And I only needed to see a couple games with him in Anthony Towns before Anthony Towns went on the shelf for a while that it just didn't fit. Uh, these two guys on the court just didn't fit. So also we touched on a lot of more audio leak from Kyle Anderson saying, hey, after he hit him, like, hey, you baby this guy, y'all baby him, y'all baby him. Y'all got a decision to make this offseason. It's like, wow. I said, who did he remember who he got drafted by? Remember who who coached him at his youth and Pop? And we all know Pop coaches everybody pretty much the same. He's always done that the 20 years plus he's been here and down here in the 210. And also, before we got ready to move from basketball, I was talking about Pop. And, and you know, before we went to break last segment, I was talking about, you know, what I, the words that I was hearing him say, you know, based off of the season and how the season went in regards to, hey, I'm proud of their effort. They didn't give up. They stuck together. Did I remind you that I was proud of their effort and I'm happy for them? Look. It, we understand what this season was going to be about. Uh, we understand what the roster looked like before the season tipped off. Um, but to me, this message is a message that's not really about. Well, let me just say this. This is a message that's really not heard for the first time in 2023 with this particular 2023 Spurs team. This type of message has been coming from Coach Pop and this organization, I think, honestly, for the last three or four years or longer. And what I mean by that, it comes to a point to where when you are a winning organization, and this organization is, and you are a champion organization, which this organization is, it comes to the point that everybody at some point goes through rebuilds, retools, whatever you want to call it. But once you've got success and once you're multiple championships, there's things that come along to where one thing doesn't change. Mike Tomlin says this all the time. The standard is the standard. Okay, meaning that it's going to come to a point to like, hey, I'm not saying pop is going to rip into these young kids that basically went through a grueling eight, sometimes multiple 10-game losing streaks, 14, 15-game losing streaks. At the end of the day, they're human. I'm not sitting here to come, oh, you know what? These guys are just trapped, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, and this is the reason why I say it's been, it's not just about this 2023 Spur team. It's about the message for the last three, four years. It just needs to be mixed in there while you're patting them on the back and encouraging them like, hey, we saw improvement. It needs to be mixed in there. Like, But at the end of the day, this is not acceptable. Losing like this is not something that we want to get used to down here in this organization as long as I'm here. You don't hear those things. And that's the reason why I say that it comes down to you can develop bad habits and bad teams in different sports. There's a reason why certain teams and certain organizations have gone on eight to nine decade losing streaks. There's a reason why the Jets... There's a reason why now that the Sacramento Kings are getting ready to host the Golden State Warriors in the first round, they have passed the baton over to the Jets of being the longest active professional team without a playoff appearance. There's a reason why these organizations go on 10 to 15 year losing streaks because they get used to they accept it. It gets used to the norm. It's the norm. It's par for the course. 
that's the only thing I say. Hey, I've said it a hundred times. He's earned the right to go when he's ready to go. When he is tired of getting 30,000 feet in the air three or four times a week at the age of 70. Plus, I think he's over 70. When he gets tired of getting up and down off the bird like that on the 82, when he says that's enough, he's earned that right. Until then, that's what he's done. I'm never going to sit there, oh, fire pop. That's just ridiculous. He's done too much for this city that I was born and raised in, and he's done too much for the game of basketball. But as long as you are on that sideline, and as long as basically those wins are steady tallying up, okay, as the all-time winningest coach, remember there's a standard here and you don't want to fall comfortable and let young guys fall in the habits of this is norm. No, you can pat them. Hey man, this ever not kill them. Cause he's just not that coach anymore. He don't even coach like that anymore, but to sit there and all pray, well, they tried. I'm proud of them. No, they won barely over 20 games this year. They did hit the over. I think I think I think I've seen two different preseason lines: twenty-one and a half, twenty-four right. and a half. So if you had the twenty-four yeah. and a half under, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm not telling. I'm not saying he needs to come in and be the red ass beating on the table. Oh, this is disgusting. This is not here. I, I remember the days of Timmy. We won fifty. No, no, no. So before you got there, here goes Calvin and just hating on the spur. Duh, Cal. We're supposed to lose. This is so stupid. Why was he talking about this? Well, this is dumb. He hates the city. He hates us. No, man. I'm telling you that mix it in. Just say, hey, man, I'm proud of the guys. They never quit. You know, I've been part of a lot of teams and, you know, here, different teams, their championship teams. But this is a team that's got some character, didn't quit. Chose that you care. There's some tough times going on. But you know what? We've got to do better. That's just not accepted down here. Uh, you know, we've got to turn this thing around. How hard is that? I mean, not only do they need me to sell the sponsorship on the roof of the AT&T Center, they need me to handle PR even for even for all time when the coaches pop too to kind of help with those ticket sales, help with the hope. Like get like, nah, this is a man. Come on, Are you already cheating on us with the state capital. You already we were already damn near in an open relationship. I mean, damn, I and I wouldn't even gonna go here because that's why I haven't even talked to. I don't want to go there, but I was just watching the local. I'm like, man, I had to rewind it. I was like, is there anything in here that says anything about we've got to do better? This is not acceptable, regardless if it was calculated, if it was it was, you know, I've told you this has been like four years in the making to try to take a run at this kid. This was four years in the making, man. They knew about this kid more than any, for than anybody probably did. It's just the way it's connected. That's why Tony needs to be in that seat representing them on that ping pong. And if he is there, I'm taking fully credit for that one. But I'm just telling you, man, like, it, and I was like, nothing. It's all, I get it, man. I get it. Cause then you, then I, then you get Keldon coming up. Keldon's talking about the farms he owns, the farm animals he's got. Like, I mean, like, first of all, if I was there, I would say, hey, Keldon, how do you think, what do you think about Vassell's growth? If you said that, see, that's why I don't go cover him. And that's why I don't sit there, because if I'm sitting there and Keldon's talking about the kind of animals he's got, and he's going to go to this farm, and I've got this and this, and I get, I get it, somebody asked him that, but I'm the guy raised up and say, hey, can you speak on the growth of Vassell? Has he shocked you by he's just put up there to arguably be maybe the best player on this team? Did you see that coming, Keldon? 
But it's like everybody is just stuck. And that's why I'd be glad in a few Whenever this ping pong thing is over and they know where they reside, then it's to me, it's game on. Now, one thing Pop did say before I move on from this that I'm going to hold him to it because he did mention briefly about like, well, this is the time that your certain nucleus that you want to keep them together. You want to basically go ahead and build from that. Okay, I remember you said that because we ain't done that yet. Everybody else we'd have drafted, they ain't got on and caught a case somewhere getting punched in the face on the sideline. But we'll see. We'll see. But if you get to hang another French flag in the arena, it might all be worth it if they say this kid is who he is. Okay? But like I've been on the record, told you, there's a Miller that's okay with me. There's a Brandon that's okay with me. Brandon, Sohan, Jones, Vassell. That's it. That's that, that like everybody else is expendable and everybody. Those are the guys right there. Or whoever that third pick would be. You see, I'm trying to cut the expectations for third. You don't hear me talking one or two. I'm trying to. So hope for the best. But I'm saying even if it's not Miller, Sohan, Jones, Vassell and the third pick. That's it. And everybody else. Get in where you fit in, and then you can start. Now you got a starting point. 877-37 grind. All right. So switching gears a little bit. So we'll see what happens in the play-in game. Well, who do you got tonight? Just so I'm gonna look. This is the way I look at it. I'll go with the I'll go with the upset on the road. I'm gonna go with Atlanta for the upset on the road. And this really just comes down to me. Just a lack of offensive continuity uh, for the Heat and really not knowing what I'm going to get, even if he is available. I don't even know his status, but if for Kyle Lowry, what is he going to show up? You know, I know Butler saying, hey, y'all didn't pick us last year as a one seed, so who cares? We're seven. Well, I think tonight would be a probably I'd probably go with a little upset maybe on the road. Could be wrong, but I'll, if you have me. And then Minnesota and L.A., I think this game could be competitive, maybe come down to the fourth quarter, but I just think too much A.D. and LeBron against who Minnesota has, and they'll find a way defensively to get it. Who do you go? Who are you rolling with tonight? I'm with you on the Lakers because I, I just think there's way too many distractions in Minnesota right now. Mm. Uh, I think Anthony Edwards, I think he's going to try too hard. Okay. Um, because he's young, don't forget he's also one of those guys who's been pounding his chest for the fact he's played every game this season. Um, so that might come down and wear on him a little bit. But I think I'm going to go with at the veterans over the youthful drama in the Heat in Atlanta. I like Spolstra. You know, hmm. Spolstra climbed the coaching wins rankings this right. season. He's behind Pop, um, and I think that you know Jimmy Jimmy's professional can get it done. Adebayo is going to have a good one. Uh, maybe Hero shows up or not. Again, I'm not exactly sure of his status, but um, I, I think that I'm going to roll with the favored Heat. And I and I, I have them covering that minus five, too. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Well, you have the Heat covering that five? I'm, I'm not, I don't got action on it. I'm just saying no. prediction-wise, yes, minus five. I'll take the Heat. Uh, I don't know about that. If I was a gambling guy, which I'm not, I'd probably buy up two points, take it at plus seven, and roll the dice. But anyway, um, keeping it moving. Keeping it moving into the NBA, going into the National Football League. Um, 
First of all, well, well, let's back up a little bit because we can get to the football league. I, I, w- I want to talk about this Sue Bird situation first because I want to make sure that I don't run out of time because I brief I briefly touched on this Friday and I've talked about this <clears throat> topic before to my new audience, but I just feel like there's this there's a section of this topic when it comes up that's not being discussed because I think most people are afraid to really say the obvious, uh, you know, because again we're at a time that you don't want to be labeled a racist, a homophobe. Uh, transgender foe, whatever you want to call it, um, a bully, nothing. I mean, this is just the era that we're living in, which, you know, we could have lived in worse eras, to be honest with you. But, you know, this is one of these situations to where, again, there is a law that's being trying to be passed by certain states in regards to it's the Protect the Women's and Girls Act of Sports or something like that. And Joe Biden which I'll flip to that on the next side. We'll come back from the break. I'll continue that. You are listening to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spinning the One and Twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind I toss a turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind. I look for peace, but see, I don't attain. What I need for keeps this silly game you play. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. 877-37-GRIND is your number. All right, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pilden Whiskey. 
All right, keep in mind, Pendleton Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. All right, Pendleton Whiskey also, keep in mind, is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, which is the PRCA, and the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour, and it's the official whiskey of the Sports Grind and official sponsor of the Sports Grind as well. 877-37 grind. Okay, so back to what we were talking about before. So if you haven't been paying attention to this, it's been certain states um, across the country is trying to put into act um, a legislation protecting young girls' youth sports in regards to, and correct me anytime that I'm wrong on this, Jonas, but the transgenders from competing in girls sports right this is really what's not so much of what sue bird and them are, are signing on to i'm not saying they're co-signing for this but this particular bill or act that's trying to be put into place by certain states uh yeah well it's not even certain states so far i mean this is mm-hmm. uh what we're talking about with biden is even national policy right okay so uh using sports illustrated's breakdown uh so i'm going to give madison williams the credit here um the letter Call is calling out the Republican-led legislation, um, the House Bill 734, which is being dubbed the, quote, Protection of Girls and Women in, in Sports Act. This act would ban transgender and intersex girls and women from competing in sports across the country. If the bill passes, it would become part of the Title IX legislation. Okay. okay? So... On the other side, on the opposition of that, is where Biden's trying to do his act, right? Right, and where you have the support uh, or the, the the pushing against, you know, supporting Biden uh, is Rapino, um, Sue Bird, uh, and a handful of other, you know, soccer, hockey, and uh, women's rugby athletes. Okay, so again. This still so you you gave the details of it, but it's still an act that wants to say, hey, if you're going to be transgender, then basically whether it's these certain sports, rugby or whatever, then you can't compete into with what your natural born identity was. Correct. Uh, the the legislation, the Protection of Girls and Women in right. Sports Act, right. is attempting to ban transgender and intersex girls from competing in women's sports. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's, and, and again, Sue Bird, along with some other athletes, have signed a petition to go against this act that's being talked about trying to be passed. Okay. Correct. So, okay. So that sets the stage. And I've talked about this topic before, you know, about a year ago, got pushed back on from it. I'm okay. Cause again, this angle of that, I know personally, there's a lot of people that feel this way. It's just the fact that nobody wants to say it, especially if you have a public speaking platform. But the problem that I have is because I believe that this topic, and I said it before the break, nobody wants to be, you know, labeled a racist. Nobody wants to be labeled homophobic transgender phobic a bully nobody wants to be labeled that okay now me personally i feel that that fear of being put in that category has really lost the sense of what's plain and what's fair and what about the way to look at it from this way and especially we're talking we're not talking about whether you believe 
uh, transgender or whether you whether you like that lifestyle or you agree. That's not I'm not even talking anything about that. And I think this is the reason why when we bring this topic up, it gets so clouded, because, again, if you're opposed to that, then you're automatically assumed that, oh, you're homophobic or you got some of the trans. No, I'm talking about between the lines. And for decades and decades and hundreds of years that they played, mankind has played sports. And since Title IX was adopted, it's always been about figuring out, are we having fair competition between the lines? No matter what sport it is, no matter what level of it is, is it fair competition between the lines? Whether that is, are you playing some, like when House Bill 72 came in, no pass, no play? When Ross Perot brought that in and basically, you know, killed a lot of, you know, high school young boys dreams of being pro for college football. But it's like, hey, you don't pass. You ain't playing. OK, when it came down to where like, hey, we, we want to know are we, you know, it, let's take it one step further. Let's talk talk about it. it's all about fair competition. Then it means like when that bill plays or is everybody are you is everybody eligible or did you break the rules because are you feed, are you competing unfairly because you got three guys that should be suspended and they didn't pass? Or we do. There's been high school football teams stripped of championships because it's been unfair competitive advantage where you broke the rules. Unfair competitive. Let's go it even further. Let's go to the Olympic stage. You have the IOC, which has some of the strict drug testing policies out there to test athletes, men and women, for performance enhancing drugs and steroids. What is it about to not have an advantage between the lines and fair competition? So the reason why I bring that up is because this is really where it comes down to me. I believe that and it's easy for like Sue Bird and a lot of these athletes that basically probably came up in the era where this wasn't really that big of a topic. This wasn't really something that, hey, we've got to how are we handling this when you've got colleges, high schools? How are we handling this when it comes down to where you've got parents that are spending buku of money for girls and guys, kids, both young men, young women to go to camps, to go to seven on seven camps. I'm talking about forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of camp, what it costs to go to a QB camp. What it costs to go to a swim, you know, the best swim, I don't know, camp there is summer, whatever the coach is available. And when you're talking about going to compete at a high school level, for scholarships or even a college. How do you feel about the parent that has a kid that basically is a young girl who basically is competing and coming up in sports? How do you think that they feel about if my child is competed with somebody that's a boy that really has the makeup of a man and a boy, but because he identifies himself to being transgender, we, we think that that's it's OK. Like that's not a, that's not a disadvantage. And that's the reason why I think that personally, it's it's it, it to me, it's clouded in a message. And just like everything else, I believe in this society gets looped into the agenda that anybody, whether it's left, right, middle, that wants this, the media, whatever they want to trade their narrative. The reality of it is this isn't fair competition. It's not. I mean, and this has nothing to do about saying, well, transgenders don't deserve to be competitive in sports. They don't deserve to play sports. That's not what Calvin's saying. What I'm saying is back to act to make sure that young girls compete against girls and young men compete about young men. And there's no there's no advantage of unfair advantage between the lines. That's what it's always been about. Why are we changing the rules now? But is it not? I mean, because 
I have a couple of things here, but I think that the the loudest voice out that should be in this conversation is the women. Um, you know, that have to compete in this space. Mm-hmm. And so if women don't as as a, as a population and understanding that there's always discourse in any population. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to agree. Right. Um, but it, uh, this seems to be something, in my opinion, that should be determined by a female vote, um, you know, rather than, you know, maybe male le- legislation or whatever right. that should really be determining this. And that's why I think it's important that you have this letter from a lot of, prof- I mean, now granted, they've already gone through their struggle. Exactly. Okay. They've, that's my biggest point they've, to it. They've come up in a different way. But I think that it's a point where now we should hear from, you know, student, high school student athletes. Uh, middle school student athletes uh, from from the girls competing at that stage yeah. to say, you know, here's how we feel about this. Because for you and I to stand here, and I mean, we don't necessarily even have to worry about it. Even if we were to play sports today, Cal, you and I are both biologically male. Okay? So even if there was supposed to be a, 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 a transgender competing in the league where we're playing in, we st- technically... Uh, to all beliefs or most beliefs, by being would, biologically male, we would already have the uh, upper hand uh, in, in uh, that kind of context. I would, I would have to. You'd have to give me time to digest that point before I 100 percent agree with you. But I understand where you're trying to go. But my point is, is look, no, what you do, if you want to handle it that way, if you say this is more of a woman vote to qualify that, I would sit there and say start with the parents and start with the kids that age, and they would tell you the problem is, is that those people that feel like me that basically do i don't have kids that that are my own i didn't i don't have a kid personally but if i had a kid that was competing these days time i would sit there and that's just my nature you know i don't know if it comes to do what i do for a living but i'm not worried about what people think of me and my views i'm about basically what's right or wrong it's not me to judge the lifestyle that you want to live you want to go be a transgender whether i you know uh, participate or okay with that that ain't that ain't my that's not me to judge that ain't what this is about this is about obviously fair competition and the reason why when you say well let the girls talk about let there be the vote whatever you know there's a lot of them and a lot of parents that agree with me the problem is is because it's been clouded this message has been politicized and it's been a political movement with this to where it's so cloudy that even if you have a kid or you're against it you're scared to speak out because automatically you're going to be you're a homophobe you don't like transgender no man i'm talking about the reason why we got drug testing at the ioc the reason why baseball has a hundred game suspension for steroids use it's a reason why it was a big old deal when we found out 70 percent of the women for germany swim team or what it was back in the 70s olympics were on hormones and stuff and they got ripped of their gold medals this stuff has been going on but now due to the fact that this topic is so sensitive and it's since and, and you have a movement and it's so touching now it gets clouded to be like oh we're not even talking about the lines of what's fair between the lines that's the deal yeah there there are a lot of racist tropes out there that still would would believe that African Americans have an athletic advantage over a white population. Okay, so you could take this back to 70 years ago when we're talking about integrating schools for, you know, at football teams, baseball teams, anything like that. And and on the other side, I mean, this sounds like a, a, a similar kind of an argument. That's apples and oranges. No, I don't no, think no, so. No, it we're, is we're, so what, because we're, what we're talking about no. is competition based on biology 
and whether we inc- are inclusive Let or me not. ask you something. When has it ever been proven that African Americans, I don't care if they were born in Africa, I don't care if they were born in the United States, when has it been proven that Africans and black people that look like myself are, we have something that's a hormonal different about us? Like basically that we're made up different than our counterpart Caucasian or Asian men. When has that been proven? Well, the reason why it's, it's a racist trope. No, but I'm asking you a question. Has that ever been proven? I haven't read any studies Okay, uh, uh, okay. so the, the answer to that that is no. Sure. So the bottom line is when you're talking about a female, there are certain things that we want to that. Yeah, everybody's created equal. Okay, but there are certain things that women and men are made that do that come with hormones and strength difference that are made up different. Those are facts. Uh, there that, are. Th- okay, so that's not an ignorant, you know, um, Jimmy the Greek take in 1982 about the black athletes thighs are so much bigger that's i see kind of where you're trying to go with that but that's then that's the problem i have with this whole thing because people are quick when they bring up the right well you know it's it's similar to what the civil rights movement was no it's not i mean when it's it's similar to what you know it's not because at the end of the day those when you say ignorant statements in regards to well african americans they're just better athletes because they got bigger thighs and they were from slaves and they had the that's ignorant when i'm sitting there telling you and I'm no Dr. Sanja Gupta. When I'm sitting there telling you that doctors, it's proven that women, hormonal and genes and everything is a different makeup than a natural born woman to a natural born man. Those are facts. And I, I, I hear you there. Okay. But that, we, that's you, all I need to but say. But you and I had this conversation. Anybody out there, go check out the podcast from la- a year ago next month. Leah Thomas, the swimmer. Right. Yeah. Not even. Not even for necessarily winning. I mean, she she's gotten fifth, fourth place. There are biological females that are still outperforming her, who is a transgendered female. And there's factors when we talked about that. Uh, that case is where now you have you can maybe make the argument twenty years ago of a man competing in female sports, but when you have hormone therapies starting at what thirteen. 12 now they're trying to trying to impact that here in the state of texas okay but when when you make this decision decision at a young age all right which is a whole other conversation by the way conversation go there but go ahead but under these standards for competition there are benchmarks for hormones and i and i will tell you if i have a natural so if you now are on hormones to become a female and that impacts your stru- your structure. So well, let me ask you. So where does it stop? Because if that's the case, because at the end of the day, I'm going to buy to what you just laid out. And if I have a natural born daughter, I want her competing against natural born girls that doesn't have science and hormone experiments going on with them injected. Because I asked you, where does it stop? So what's the difference? Is why can't we get ho- uh, growth hormones back in baseball then or football? But but if you hormon- where does it stop? If you hormonically. But if we're my, if no, answer the question. If we're going to accept it right. for women, and and you're saying this is what you're trying to justify. Well, wait a minute, we've come so far where this shouldn't even be a topic. Then my question to you is where it stops, and then why can't men use it in the NFL or basically any other sports Olympic? Why can't they use human growth hormones then? Well, because then you're then you're taking a man and adding more testosterone into the competition. That that. And then you're taking a female. That's why I'm pinning you in the right. corner because I'm taking but, you're but, taking a fee, you're taking a young girl and you're unnaturally adding hormones to them. Where my daughter is is naturally born and she's not having hormones injected into her. So and, how is that fair? And again, there there are men out here that have more te- more or less testosterone. There's a limit for and, and even in the even in sports, 
it's not even about testing for too much testosterone. It's about the substances you use to get there. Though that's that's what's being out banned. Jonas, in you're trying to you're, NFL, you're, you're MLB, uh, Jonas, you're NBA. trying to you're trying to take this with a fine tooth comb and pin it and basically pluck it to try to spin it to justify what you're saying. And it's very black and white. But I, there's, I, I there's think there's no. Over, I think you're overlooking the measures no, now that, it's, work, it's, that, that no. are being. I think you're overlooking you're, the measures that are being taken. No, to, I'm looking at. I'm like, there's no gray with me. I'm looking at fair competition of what your natural birth was between the lines. It's not about, I mean, you turning this into, you wanted this an experience where you might as well inject uh, some chickens with some hormones to see which no, one bakes I, faster. I, I, think, I, think I mean, according to your knowledge, here. no, it's not being ridiculous. It's a situation where it's gray, it's no in-between. It comes down to where everything we've done in competition for decades and decades has been what's in fair and what's natural between the lines. The IOC is the strictest drug testing policy there is. That's the reason why the NFL went out and paid them a bunch of money to come on board when they wanted to start tracking and cracking down on steroids and football at the end of the day is that every competitive fair sport has always tried to be played without natural growth hormones injected in anybody females males or anything so performing hands in the last 40 years where science has begun our science has grown where we've grown as a society okay then that's fine then let's okay. put it back in baseball let's if, if we're going to make an exception for a group to make it fair and not to make them feel excluded then why can't we just go ahead and say hey well you know what since the science has evolved what you're trying to tell me and i'm making a bigger deal more than this because technically the way the hormones are you can have some girls that get on the level compete with some guys that are 14 and 15 if you want to go to that level then just let's strip it off and then just basically say hey we're going to allow performance enhancing drugs and sports in general but what you're talking about is just outright just muscles okay there's so much more to what the, the what do you mean i'm all right there, talking about so muscles much, because you're talking about okay well let's just let's just take take hgh get huge and 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 now that now that's men's sports okay that's not what the conversation is here again i i i think that we're getting way off base here and, and a little bit ridiculous these women undergo a process that is finely measured, okay, as to what makes them and their construct biologically being able to, you know, with, with assistance, be male or female. And this is going same men to male to Man, male to female. I swear. It's a different point in time, Cal. No, yeah, I know. It's so different. It's so different because the politicized of it want to tell you is different. When sometimes we just as humans make things more complicated than they really need to be. And Josh Medina actually has a good point on Facebook Live, and we'll talk about that when we get back. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 